The views, opinions, and comments expressed by hosts, guests, and callers of this show are not necessarily those of this station, its parent company, TeleSouth Media, its staff, management, or advertisers. Content of this broadcast cannot be duplicated or used in any way without the express written consent of TeleSouth Media Incorporated. Now, join us for Advisors Roundtable with your hosts, certified financial planners, Greg Cooley and Bubba Labus. It's professional advice for your life. Welcome to the Advisors Roundtable, certified financial planners, Greg Cooley and my co-host, certified financial planner, Bubba Labus, with you here on Super Talk Radio. Thank you for listening with and with us today. So, Bubba, uh, in your practice as a financial planner, what are the themes, the consistent themes that people come in wanting to talk about? Retirement, college education, debt. I mean, uh, the four or five things that you hear most often clients set as an agenda. Okay, so um, primarily retirement. Okay. I think number two is going to be um, estate planning and or nursing home planning. Mm. Um, number three would probably be college education, mm-hmm. um, which could, I mean, it all intertwines and dovetails, you know, yeah. you've, you've got, for instance, a, a young couple that comes in and they want to make sure that they're doing enough for their retirement, but also want to make sure that they're doing enough for, uh, for their children for education. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And even if you've also if, got grandparents that come in and they want to make sure that uh, even though they've got enough for retirement, they want to make sure that uh, long term care expenses and maybe grandchildren are taken care of for education. And when they come in, they may just have one or two things on their mind. That's right. But by the time you get through with them, mm-hmm. they've got seven <laughs> or eight. Yeah. Right? Mm hmm. And that's because in the financial planning process, you know, you're going to uh, convince them. This dovetails into this, and this right. dovetails into short-term savings and uh, mm-hmm. also has something to do with the amount of long-term savings you need to be concentrated. And right. All that is mm-hmm. intertwined. It's, it's part of the same plan, but it's uh, it, 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 it precipitated by the fact that they come in. Mm-hmm. So, you know, whether you have all of this stuff figured out or not, you're listening to us. You don't have to. You, you come in with the thing that's off the top of your head, right? That's right. I mean, at, yeah. you know, at the top of your list. Yeah. I, I think, um, so I, I'm careful the way I want to say this mm. uh, because I don't want to say it's funny, but I, I think it's um, um, a little different that folks would come in with one thing on their mind. Yeah. And it turns out that, that, you know, in our opinion, that's not the thing that they need to be concerned about. Oh, really? That Many, many times. So you come in and you got an ingrown toenail, you know, and right. you see the doctor. Mm-hmm. And then the doctor realizes, well, you know, you got many hey, other issues. you got issues. this blood issue over you here. You got blood yeah. issues. Right. And how often do you take a bath? And mm-hmm. have you ever right. used, you know, a, a, a toenail mm-hmm. clipper? And, you know, what's going on with this thing and that? It's all related because it's part of the same body. It is. And your issue, whatever is top of mind mm-hmm. to you right now, may not be the thing we uncover. That's right. We may start talking about retirement and we run the numbers and we say, you can't afford to. Mm-hmm. 
you think you can do it this year at 52. Right. <laughs> yeah. Huh? Mm-hmm. Uh, you're going to have to go to 62. One of the reasons that I, I wanted to start our discussion today with this top of mind thing, the thing that's on the client's heart, is that do you ever see people, they come in and they go, Bubba, I should have been here five years ago, but I wanted to get this, this, and this in order before I walked in. I, you know, it, it could have been five years ago. It could have been 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. And I hear it all. You, you hear them say, I've been thinking about this, but then mm-hmm. I thought I needed to have all of this other stuff. Right. And you, you're, in your mind, you're yeah. thinking, if you'd come yeah. in when you first started thinking about yeah. this, we could have had this other stuff in better position. My, my favorite that I hear quite often is I can be standing in line at the grocery store, see somebody you know, at church or, mm-hmm. or whatever, and they say, you know, when I get some money, I'm going to come see you. <laughs> And I, my, my automatic response, like I don't even have to think about it anymore, is, well, you need to come see me so you'll have some money. Yeah, yeah. We can fix that issue right? if you come let us look at other things. Mm-hmm. I, I, do you think it's, it's part of uh, uh, the fact that we don't want to be embarrassed? So we want to have more of our house in order before we discuss it with somebody. I, I think that so many people... Um, think that we take a judgmental attitude toward, towards them, uh, that we're going to judge them in such a way that they they should have more or they should should not have as much as they do. I, I don't know what the mm, answer is, mm-hmm. but I think that so many people think that we're going to have this judgmental attitude towards them, uh, right? Right. When, it, when it's the complete opposite, yeah. right? Yeah. You know, we want them to come open, be an open, uh, open book with Mm us Mm -hmm. and tell us what their goals are because their goals are going to differ from somebody else's Mm -hmm. and whether they want to retire and live on a boat for the rest of their life in in the Caribbean, or, Mm -hmm. you know, they, they want to have a little, little cabin out in, in in the mountains Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. retire there Mm -hmm. Two totally different lifestyles that they would want to live in retirement. Mm -hmm. And, and we can we can help and tell you how to get to those goals, yeah, right? Right, right. And whether you've had bankruptcies in the past, whether you've made poor financial choices in the past, mm-hmm. all these different things mm-hmm. don't really matter. You need to start somewhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, if you, you started three years ago, mm-hmm. five years ago, ten years ago, you would be closer to your goal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because we would uh, have work together to first of all lay the plan out but secondly motivate you along the way Mm -hmm. and say you know when you do this why don't you try that yeah as opposed to this this other option and that may save them money may save them time Mm -hmm. it may save them angst it may save them stress um because if you don't you're going to have your own mental image of what the thing is supposed to look like. Right. We have people come in all the time, speaking of retirement, and they talk about what they think retirement's going to look like. And I want to look at them and go, not on that amount of money. That's right. Huh? Mm-hmm. But on the other hand, they may have a picture of a retirement, and you and I can paint them a rosier picture. Yeah, Absolutely. They may be able to travel I did it, more. I did it three times in the last uh, last two days. Uh, mm-hmm. I had clients either come in or call. Uh, one client in particular uh, wanted to say, thank you for the encouragement. We're actually going on that vacation down to Florida. Good. Good. 
Good. I had another client come in and I said, look, you know, you're, you're running yourself ragged here. Mm-hmm. You need it. And this is somebody who's been retired for the last 20 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, unfortunately taking care of a, a, a loved one at home, mm-hmm. that sort of, I said, but you need a break. Yeah. You need to hire somebody in to come and, and stay and, and, and take care of your loved one. And you just get out of town for a day or two. Mm-hmm. Recharge the batteries. Right. You've got to have it. Right. And, oh, by the way, mm-hmm. we've run the numbers. Yeah. You can afford it. I, yeah. It's, it's great mm-hmm. to be able to say that to somebody. Mm-hmm. But they won't hear it unless they come. That's right. So we're going to take a break here at the Advisors Roundtable tease you into this question. That is... What is your definition of what your financial plan ought to look like? And how can we help you change that picture here on the Advisors Roundtable Super Talk Radio? Welcome back to the Advisors Roundtable. Certified financial planners, Bubba Labus, and yours truly, Greg Cooley, with you on Super Talk Radio. So, Bubba, uh, we were talking about the picture, the mental picture, the definition that people have in their mind of certain financial um, uh, requirements or dreams. Uh, retirement. Um, let's start there. What do you think most people think of when they think retirement? Are they thinking uh, sit at home on the couch? Some people think jump in the Winnebago and go to the Grand Canyon. Do you think they think the south of France, play golf every day, do gardening, a combination of those? I think it's all of the above. Yeah. Uh, you know, and I, retirement is different to, to everybody. Okay. Um, I, I would say, generally speaking, most people think of retirement and think of, I'm not going to the office, or I'm not going to, to punch the clock anymore, or I'm not going to the factory anymore, I'm not working anymore. Ah, all right, all right. So That's what they picture as retirement. Okay. Now, now what they picture doing in retirement or during uh-huh. retirement is, is something totally different. So our executive uh, producer over there, mm-hmm. Phil Womack, you know, uh, he he's retired mm-hmm. before. Yeah. Right? Didn't like it too much, I don't think. He didn't, yeah. you know, he didn't like staying at home mm-hmm. and, you know, watching the daffodils grow, right? right. Mm-hmm. And, and so he's doing something. Whether he has to actually earn the money here as a producer for our show or not, or he, whether he just likes it and enjoys the extra money, uh, he, he wants something to do with his brain, something to do with his talent. Um, but he's spending his time here. Right. Because that's what he wants to do. I think a lot of people think that retirement is... I'll be in control, mm-hmm. and I'll be able to do what I want to do. Right. But do they know what that is? Uh, many times when you ask them, "Okay, Phil, you getting ready to retire? What are you going to do? In re- what are you going to do in retirement?" And what what's the, what what do they say? I don't know. Yeah, most of them don't know. You think they need to know that before they actually plan for the retirement, before they plan for the amount of money they're going to need? I think they have to know that. Because mm-hmm. if they don't know that, uh, then how are they going to plan for what they're going to do? Because what I see is that a lot of times pe- people pick a number. Mm-hmm. And it's not necessarily the number in their 401k or the number in their yeah. bank account. It's a date. Right. The day I turned 62. Mm-hmm. They just, uh, that's the number that controls their brain. But once we talk to them and then we develop the definition of what they're going to do in retirement, right. they sit back and they go, hmm, can't do what I wanted to do yeah. at 
mm-hmm. that age, I'm going to have to go to 65. Mm-hmm. So if we had the definition of what your retirement is going to look like and what you're going to do in retirement, that helps us come up with the number. That's right. And not just the number, which is the date mm-hmm. and your age, but the number, which is the balance you need in your 401k and the amount of money and savings and the amount of debt you've eliminated and all those. So we get the cart before the horse sometimes, mm-hmm. don't we? That, that's right. We try to pick the date as opposed to what we're doing. So, and, and I understand sometimes there are, are dates put on you. And, and I, I'm going to give you an example here. Mm-hmm. One of my first clients was an airline pilot. Mm-hmm. All right. And this, this pilot at, at the time, uh, they, I wouldn't say they had mandatory retirements, mm-hmm. but they reached a certain age and, and that sort of thing. It didn't really make sense for him to work anymore. Okay. So, and he was a younger guy, mm-hmm. um, you know, late, late fifties, early sixties, mm-hmm. uh, retired from being an airline pilot and, you know, sat at home for a matter of two months, was bored to tears, <laughs> and had to look for something else to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so he went out and started his own car lot, started oh, really? selling cars. Really? And at the time, he had these little gizmo machines on them, right, mm-hmm. that would shut the car down if you didn't make your car payment. <laughs> All right, so he, he ran his own paper. He ran his own paper, yep. And financed his own lot, all okay. that kind of stuff. okay. But, I mean, it just goes to show you that, um, you know, you can be as successful as you want to be mm-hmm. and you stop doing something. Mm-hmm. Some individuals have to do something else. Yes. So, like me, you know, I picture my own retirement. Mm-hmm. I'm probably going to be in the office three, four days a week. Sure. If not more. Sure. Now, I might take another trip here mm-hmm. and there throughout the year. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. But right now, I've got no desire to retire whatsoever. I love what I do and, sure. and can't yeah. imagine doing anything else. Right. Absolutely. Yeah, you know, you may not miss any of the grandchildren's 3.30 in the afternoon baseball games. Right. But the rest of the day, mm-hmm. once the grass got mowed on Monday, the rest of the day, you want to come to the office. That's right. Want to still get the fulfillment out of helping mm-hmm. people and using your brain and thinking about things and, and reading materials and, and understanding changes in laws and it just a lot of stuff about this that you like. Sure. So if we could have people, if you're thinking about retirement, and we're going to talk about a couple of other financial definitions that people have in their mind, and, and I want to affect your, your perception of it. If you're thinking about retirement, stop thinking about the date. Mm-hmm. Don't fantasize anymore about 62, 65, 70, whatever the number mm-hmm. is. Start thinking about the lifestyle. That's right. What do you want to do? Now, you may want to you know, go on an around-the-world cruise every year. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to have to talk about whether you can afford it. That's right. We may have to, to modify it, and you can only mm-hmm. go on an around-the-world cruise once every five years. Right. You can still do it, but we need to be more realistic, right? Mm-hmm. Correct. So start thinking about what you want to do, what you want retirement to look like. Mm-hmm. Then we make the numbers fit that. Right. Or some semblance of that. 
But if you are just committed to the number, you're going to get your heart so set on 62 Mm -hmm. or on 65 or on 70 that when you get there, you're almost going to feel like a failure. If, If you can't do it at that time. Yeah. And so let's... Think about mm-hmm. the practical side of what you need your day-to-day life right. to look like mm-hmm. in retirement and then back into the number. And, and I would say the earlier you, you start, the better off you'll be. Mm-hmm. So if, if, if you can picture, you know, at age 30 as opposed to age 50 what you want to be doing, uh. you know, then you can work towards that goal. And, and maybe that goal happens earlier for you. Well, yeah. Surely. Maybe you've had 62 in mind mm-hmm. all these years because you've been controlled by what? Right. What the rules Social mm-hmm. Security has. Yeah. Well, maybe you don't necessarily have to be controlled by that rule. That's right. I mean, we have a number of people who retire, mm-hmm. and then we tell them, you know, you've been retired a few years, mm-hmm. and you haven't even tapped Social Security yet. That's right. You're going to be 62 or 65 mm-hmm. or 67 or 70, and you're going to suddenly get a raise. That's and they're right. like, Oh, yeah, you're right. That's right. Yeah. Huh? Mm-hmm. They haven't even thought about it because they yeah. didn't let Social Security and those rules control mm-hmm. their dream. And you may be able to formulate the dream, and you may be in a situation, if you start early enough in your 20s, 30s, or 40s, that it can come earlier. But we need to formulate what the dream looks like. Wouldn't it be nice if you could uh, come up with a plan that allowed Social Security to pay for your extracurricular activities during retirement? Oh, yeah. In other words, uh, you can retire uh, on your own, Mm -hmm. uh, by yourself, Mm -hmm. et cetera, et cetera, and have the the, uh, wherewithal and the the income Mm -hmm. already established and set up Mm -hmm. to fund your lifestyle, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And then let Social Security you know that Social Security is paying for your cruises every year. There you go. Or Wouldn't Social Security awesome? is paying for all your fly fishing trips every year. Wouldn't that be awesome? Mm-hmm. I mean, really, think about that. If you got a $1,000 a month, I'm just picking a number. Some yeah. people are going to get two or 3000 a month. Mm-hmm. Some people are going to get 600 But let's just say it's $1,000 a month. And we had planned good enough in your 20s, 30s, and 40s that you retire at 60 and for the first two years, you do all those little honeydews around the house. And at 62, mm-hmm. when that thousand starts coming in, baby, we're on the road. That's right. Yeah. Huh? Mm-hmm. Wouldn't that be great? But it cannot be accomplished unless we have done what? Formulated the plan for what the life ought to look That's like. That's right. And, and let the numbers fit that. Don't be controlled by somebody else's number, somebody else's definition of of uh, retirement. And that's what social security is. It's the government's definition. That's right. Of retirement. Mm-hmm. That was developed when in the forties. Mm-hmm. Well, thirties. That's a long time ago. It was almost a hundred years ago. Yeah. Somebody came up with a definition of retirement mm-hmm. and set some rules. And some of us are just letting those rules just control our lives. That's right. Wouldn't it be great to be controlled by your dream? Hmm? Mm-hmm. I think so. So we've discussed retirement. We've discussed what most people's perception of it is. Now let's talk about, in the next segment, what most people's perception is of how to pay for it. Right here on the Advisors Roundtable Super Talk Radio. 
Welcome back to the Advisors Roundtable, Certified Financial Planners, Bubba Labus, and yours truly, Greg Cooley, with you here on Super Talk Radio. Always good to have you with us, and thanks a lot to all of our sponsors for making sure that the Advisors Roundtable is on here every week. So, Bubba, uh, we were talking about retirement and how uh, many times I think people formulate the definition of what retirement's going to be, um, and sometimes they're controlled by a number, which is a date. Um, but I want you to be controlled by your dream. What's your definition of retirement is going to be? If you love gardening, how much, it ta- how much does it cost to garden? You know, some of those flowers aren't cheap. Yeah. Really? Soil amendments, yeah. equipment, tillers. Yeah. I mean, really, if that's mm-hmm. what you want to do, you and your spouse, and you love that, uh, every once in a while you may want to go to a gardening show or a mm-hmm. flower show or something about landscaping. Well, you know, that's going to be down in Meridian right. or over in St. Louis or something. What? Mm-hmm. How much is that going to cost? We need to start formulating the numbers to your dream, first thing. Secondly, how do we come up with the numbers? Mm-hmm. How do we pay for it? So when people talk to you about retirement, where do you think they're thinking they're going to find the funding? Where's the money going to cover? Social Security? Uh, so, and, and we've talked about this in the past on the show. The, the number of folks that rely on Social Security is their primary source of income in retirement. Yeah. And and I can't remember the statistic off off the bat, so I'll make one up. But I'm going to say it's you know 65 to 70 percent. I may yeah. not be far and off. Some of the rural states here in the South, mm-hmm. yeah, many of us, uh, more than a majority of us, right. are relying on it being the primary mm-hmm. source of funding. Correct. And just in the previous segment, you talked about it being the the supplemental. The supplemental. Right. Maybe we need to change that, mm-hmm. but. Initially, we just start with people where they are, right? That's right. So we ask, Phil, how are you going to pay for retirement? Well, Social Security. What else? Well, I got a little pension. Mm -hmm. Maybe he's got a little pension. Maybe he inherited some money. Maybe he's got some savings. Maybe he had a 401k. I mean, it it could come from what? Four, five, six, seven different sources? It could. It could. Now, when you talk about savings that you have, though, mm-hmm. so uh, a lot of times I think um, individuals have the misconception that uh, you've got a certain pile of money that you're going to use as savings, mm-hmm. and you're going to dwindle that down to zero. And in some cases, that's that's true. That's what happens. Dwindle it to zero before I die. Well, you hope that you die about the same time that you dwindle it to D- zero. Uh, uh, yeah, because right? I don't necessarily know the mm-hmm. day I'm going to die. Right. Yeah, and I, you know, I, I ask clients this quite regularly. I, mm. I say, if you tell me the exact day and time you're going to die, I can tell you exactly how much money you need yeah. in order to make it last. Yeah. But none of us can do that. But none of us can do that. So we need to have a little cushion in there, That's probably right. right? Mm-hmm. At least enough to pay for the burial. Right. All right. So there are some people who they're they're planning mm-hmm. to use the savings completely up. Yeah, absolutely. You know, they they may have two hundred thousand dollars, and they mm-hmm. think, well, you know, I'm going to spend uh, fifteen or twenty thousand dollars a year mm-hmm. over the next ten years, mm-hmm. and then it's going to be all gone, and I'm going to be dead anyway. Mm-hmm. And that's that's what they think of in retirement. So, if you were to hear me say planet. that to you as a prospective client, what are you thinking? I'd, I'd be like, whoa, 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 <laughs> you know, hold the phone here a minute, <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah. 
let's rethink this. And, and then my first question would be is, okay, let's assume that you live 20 years. Mm-hmm. What are you going to do in the second half of your retirement to oh. supplement your income? Oh, yeah. If you use it all up in the first half? Mm-hmm. Okay. If I do have savings, uh, which may include my 401k, and I don't want to use it all up, mm-hmm. I want to leave some for my kids. Yeah. I want to leave some to my church or a foundation mm-hmm. or my favorite school or whatever. How much do I take out so that there will be some left? Well, again, it's, it comes down to how much you can live with, right? Mm-hmm. Or, or live without. Okay. In that case. All right. So, you know, we talk about retirement savings, and, mm. and we use this analogy all the time. Uh, a retirement savings is like a big cow, right? Okay. And we want to keep that cow healthy. Okay. And we want to milk that cow, and we want to drink the milk on an annual basis, and that would be the income from your retirement savings. Okay. But you go hacking off steaks off of that cow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And the cow's not going to remain as healthy. It's going to produce less milk All right. over time. So if I had, use your numbers mm-hmm. a minute ago, a $200,000 cow. Right. And I'm going to milk her. I'm going to take distributions mm-hmm. from her. And hopefully in 25 years, if I'm retiring at 65, in yeah. 25 years when I'm 90, and would you say you're going to be killed by a jealous 26-year-old husband or something like 23 that? 23-year-old 23 husband. 23-year-old yeah. husband. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So at age 90, I pass away. In this case, I want to leave that $200,000 cow to somebody. Mm-hmm. Right? Right. Uh, so over the next 25 years, how much do I need to be thinking about taking as milk? So I, I would say in a case like that, um, you know, you're looking at, at probably around a 4 to 5% distribution rate, which meaning would, that you shouldn't take more than 4 to 5% out of that cow on an annual basis in order to leave a $200,000 cow at the end of this 25-year period. All right. And these are just general numbers because everybody's changed. Yeah, very, very general. Sort of stuff. Uh, you can't predict markets or what's going to happen to markets. Right. You can't predict your own needs. You know, you might have uh, a nursing home mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Uh, expense come up, and mm-hmm. then you have to spend all $200,000. Yeah. Now, there are ways to to kind of insure this mm-hmm. you could take some of the money out of the cow and go buy yourself a life insurance policy for 200 grand that's right if you can get mm-hmm. insured yeah. or you can do you can use some annuities and bonds and mm-hmm. all kinds of other uh, things but let's just generally say 4% right off of 200,000 mhm that's $8,000 a year right and i usually take it any time i want it Take yep. it in a lump sum mm-hmm. and manage it or let you send it to me by the month. Right. So $8,000 a year is about 600 and something dollars That's a, right. a month. Mm-hmm. That $200,000 cow will produce yeah. milk to me. Mm-hmm. And then I try to... With the hope that you would have a $200,000 cow at the end of this life expectancy of yours. Okay. That you could leave to heirs or charities or whoever you wanted to. Okay. But if I was one of those people that I wasn't interested in leaving anything to my kids, Mm -hmm. I got them through high school and college and bought them their first car. Dang it. Stand on your own two feet. I want my last check to bounce. (laughs) Okay. If you're one of those and you're okay hacking off Mm -hmm. the the stakes along the way, then you could probably take six to six and a half, maybe 7%. 
All right. So you could take. And you may say to yourself, man, that's that's not really much of a difference there. Uh-huh. You know, if you think about it, it, right. it may only be like a hundred dollars a month. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, it's it's not very much of a difference when you think of it in the, in the grand scheme of things and grand scale of things. Okay. But it makes a difference in the end. It does. And I call that the magic of compounding interest. How's that? Well, it it works two ways, right? Mm-hmm. So you've got compounding interest while you're accumulating. And then the effects of compounding distributions mm-hmm. when you're taking distributions later on. Ah. So if I take more, let's say you set me up on the 4% mm-hmm. thing. Right. And so I'm taking $625 a month. Right. Something like that. Mm-hmm. Okay. You send it to me on the 1st yeah. of the month. And then around Christmas time, I haven't saved anything mm-hmm. for Christmas and I need a couple grand. Right. To get me through Christmas. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's going to affect my cow that much. That's right. So I call behind Bubba's back and try to get one of his assistants. Mm-hmm. Does this happen very often? At all the time. Okay. Yeah. So somebody calls one of your assistants and says, Donna mm-hmm. or Angie, uh, would you send me $2,000? Mm-hmm. Right? Yep. And they say, come in and sign. Well, when does Bubba take lunch? <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. Does that happen? All the time. Okay. Yep. So, so they come in, they think, you know, they've done this behind your back mm-hmm. and they're fine. And you're telling me that mm-hmm. leakage, and I'm going to, that's a technical term Greg yep. Cooley has created. Mm-hmm. Leakage. Right. Yep. Leakage. All right. So that leakage, at first it doesn't seem like a big deal mm-hmm. on 200 grand. Yeah. And it is my money, Bubba. Right? right. Mm-hmm. But you're telling me that's going to make a difference over time? Absolutely it will. Mm. Yeah. And uh, without a doubt it will make a difference over time. Because I've shrunk my cow, haven't I? You've shrunk your cow. Um, what I also see is, uh, when that leakage becomes more regular. So next year I got away with it last year mm-hmm. and I kind of worked out something in my head about how to do that with yep. Donna. Mm-hmm. I called Donna, you know, on a Tuesday morning and, uh, I know that Greg and Bubba are doing that, that mm-hmm. radio show yep. thing. Mm-hmm. And so I, I run over there and sign those forms during nine and 10 in mm-hmm. the morning. And I only yeah. get to Greg. Them. Quit telling everybody how to do it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that it's, uh, I get my two thousand dollars, and it mm-hmm. worked okay last yeah. year. And they're still sending me that six hundred and twenty-five dollars a month. Mm-hmm. It must be okay. Yeah. So I do it again mm-hmm. next year. Yeah. And then the next year, I decide, you know, two thousand dollars wasn't enough for my ten mm-hmm. grandchildren. Yeah. I'm gonna make it twenty-five hundred. Mm-hmm. Does any of this sound familiar to I, you? Uh, I see it on a daily basis almost. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not that we don't know about it. (laughs) And to be honest, to a degree, we kind of anticipate that. Uh And if we anticipate something like that, that might be why we we start off with a lower distribution Mm -hmm. rate of 4%. Mm -hmm. So hopefully that you don't kill your cow on your own. We know people's. We know people, and we know how they're gonna how they're gonna act and how they're gonna react to things. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes, Bubba, life does happen. Life does happen, and 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 I know that, and I understand it, and mm-hmm. I want to be prepared for those happenstances. There you go. Which is a perfect segue into our next subject. We're going to talk about on the other side of the break here at the Advisors Roundtable. What about happenstances? What about when life happens? right here on Super Talk at the Advisors Roundtable.
Welcome back to the Advisors Roundtable on Super Talk Radio. Certified Financial Planners Greg Cooley and Bubba Labus right here with you. Thanks a lot for tuning in. We've been talking about uh, traditional definition of retirement and how to pay for it. Now my question is, Bubba, what happens when life happens? What happens when happenstance? What happens when I get sick? What happens when I want to help out a child? What, I, what happens when my business is not going as well? What happens when life happens? Does that need to be part of my plan? Absolutely. And, you know, that's when, when I always tell you we need to get back to the basics of blocking and tackling. Mm-hmm. Even in retirement, you need an emergency fund. Mm-hmm. Maybe even more more of an emergency fund, mm-hmm. right? You need to prepare for those uh, for those expenses that may come out of left field. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that could be uh, an air conditioner. Uh, It could be a home burning down. Mm -hmm. It could be uh, a vehicle accident. It could be... A spouse's uh, illness. Illness. uh, A child's illness. Right. You know, a number... I mean, the world is a dangerous place. It is. And things happen sometimes. All right. So let's let's talk about um, things happening to me. Mm Mm-hmm. If I'm the retiree, um, I based my retirement on being able to work a little part-time. Mm-hmm. And then I have an accident, or I get sick, or a partial disability, or my boss comes in and says, you know, I don't think I need you 15 hours a, a week anymore. Right. How, how do you plan for that? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think you don't need to be so dependent on any of your funding sources, and right. I think you have you should have multiple funding sources. Mm-hmm. So I think you ought to count on a little Social Security. I think you ought to count on some out of your cow. Right. I think you may need to count on the spouse working a couple extra years. Mm-hmm. I think you need to count on maybe you working a little. I think you may need to count on selling some of the things you've accumulated over time. Right. Uh, there are a number of ways to come up with funding, uh, and you need to have these multiple avenues of funding available to you. Because if you lose the one you're dependent on, you're up the creek. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like investments. You need to have multiple investments. So if one has a bad year, or one goes out of business, or we have a correction in the stock market, you don't experience the total loss of everything. That's right. It's better to have a little variety. So that that's the first thing I tell people to do is we need to have multiple funding sources. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's better to preach this gospel to somebody in their, what, 30s or 40s? Cause, so they can mm-hmm. develop multiple sources right. of funding mm-hmm. as opposed to, you know, somebody in their 60s coming to me and you haven't saved anything. Right. And you didn't have a 401k mm-hmm. and all you got is Social Security. Yep. Uh, so the first thing is multiple funding sources. Uh, the next thing is we do need to definitely plan for some kind of catastrophes. Mm-hmm. And I started with me just a moment ago. So if I'm the retiree, a catastrophe to me is a partial disability. Right. Right? I probably won't be able to do that little part-time job. Mm-hmm. I need to plan for that. Older people get sick. Yep. Older people fall. 
Older people have strokes. Those things happen. Younger people get sick. Young, younger people fall. They do. Yeah. Younger people have strokes. And you know what? Younger, younger people are disabled. And younger people, they, uh, many of us, if we're mm-hmm. responsible, we've planned for that. Mm-hmm. we got health insurance at work. We've right. got a little disability on the, on the uh, policy on the side. we got some life insurance. we got some savings. Mm-hmm. We did all that. Why change that in retirement? That's right. Huh? Mm-hmm. Keep that. You, you need to really plan for the catastrophes of life. Here's the major one. Long-term care. Mm-hmm. So how do I address long-term care? Uh, well, generally speaking, you can address it three ways. Mm-hmm. Number one, you can be really rich mm-hmm. and just pay for it as it comes up. Okay. okay. So how rich does are you telling me I need to be worth a million dollars? Well, let's let's say that the average stay in a, in a uh, or the average need for long term care, mm-hmm. whether that be in assisted living or nursing home or or whatever, mm-hmm. on average is about two and a half years. Now, I said average, right? So, so once I get sick or yeah. once I need the facility, mm-hmm. I, on average, I'm going to need it two and a half years. Right now, there are some people that need it for a couple of months, and other folks like Superman who fell off a horse and needed extended care for. 10 years. Yeah. Right? Right. Right. So I, I reiterate that's an average. Mm-hmm. But if you're just playing with the averages, mm-hmm. uh, then you need uh, enough money to cover your care for two and a half years at, say, six to $8,000 a month. So you're talking about 150 grand or more, possibly. Oh, m- yeah. Maybe even more. Okay. Yep. So that's that's option number one. Be rich. Be rich. Just have mm-hmm. 150, yeah. 250 yeah. somewhere to mm-hmm. be able to cover it. Option number two, you can be really poor. Okay. If you're really poor, then uh, typically there, well, there are government uh, insurance agency programs, agency programs that are going to cover expenses for Medicare, that. Medicare, Medicaid, right. VA, all that stuff. All that stuff. Yeah. Okay. The third option is to to buy insurance for it. Okay. All right. And so I can buy some kind of insurance mm-hmm. that would give me this 150, 250 benefit. Right. But I have to pay in some way for that. And and you have to qualify for the insurance. Oh, it is insurance, isn't yeah. it? So they probably are yeah. not going to take everybody? Well, uh, I'll put it this way. If if uh, if they think that you're going to uh, kick off of a heart attack, they'll probably accept you. <laughs> but if you've got a history of arthritis and you live to, you know, your family members live to 120 years old, uh-huh. then it's probably unlikely that they would accept you. So the reason that they would probably accept me if I had a heart condition or something that may kill me pretty mm-hmm. quickly. Right is because they anticipate they're not going to have to pay out long-term care That's for correct. a long time on me. Correct. So they'd probably take my premiums mm-hmm. for a few years. Right. And pocket them mm-hmm. if I die of that widowmaker thing. Yeah. Okay. Which is different than life insurance. You know, life insurance is the is the opposite of that. Yeah, they don't want to pay the, uh, for somebody who's going to pretty quickly definitely right. die. Right. Hmm. So they may not write you for life insurance, but they may write you for long-term care insurance. Maybe the same yeah. insurance company. Maybe huh? the same insurance company. All right. Yeah. So, uh, so this insurance, I can pay for it with a premium. Mm-hmm. Like I pay my car insurance? 
Uh, yeah, you can do it typically monthly, semi-annually, annually. Mm-hmm. Um, and and it, it's expensive, you mm-hmm. know, to get that kind of coverage. You're probably looking at three to $5,000 annually mm-hmm. for something that could potentially pay out $5,000 a month for a number of months. Oh, yeah. I am, I am yeah. asking them to be mm-hmm. on the hook for something pretty significant, right. aren't I? Mm-hmm. Because my rich brother over there is, in his mind, keeping a hundred to two hundred fifty thousand mm-hmm. dollars available to cover himself, and if I don't have that, and I'm asking somebody else, the insurance company, to have that available, then yeah, they're going to charge me right. for that. All right. Um, so I need to plan for catastrophes. Mm-hmm. All right. The very last thing I want to make sure that we do when we're talking to people and and they're looking at their retirement and thinking about their cow and their distribution rate and what their definition is of the use of the cow, am I going to use it all or I'm going to leave it to some people, is that I think people, just like young people, need to be flexible. Mm -hmm. What happens when the stock market goes down, Bubba? Does all of this... Do do I lose my mind? Huh? <laughs> Sometimes you would, yeah, yeah. Sometimes people... I would. I would say uh, many times you would, unless you are prepared for that. Mm. If you anticipate swings in the stock market, mm-hmm. if you anticipate things coming from left field, mm-hmm. if you anticipate that in such a way that you've got other savings and other things to fall back on. Mm-hmm. Then it, then it has less of an effect on you. I'll give you a little bit of a hint about whether you are diversified enough and your investment portfolio is set up enough. Mm-hmm. If something like a 20% correction in the stock market comes along and you have to make a whole lot of changes or your advisor right. advises a whole lot of changes, mm-hmm. you weren't well diversified enough. That's right. If you're diversified enough, you can hang through it and you just may have to tweak it a little bit mm-hmm. here and there. Well, on this portion and the entire show today, we wanted to make sure that you're thinking about your retirement and you have the right definition of it and you're prepared best for it on the Advisors Roundtable, Super Talk Radio. discussion and content expressed by the host of the Advisors Roundtable are intended to be received as news, educational, and entertainment or unit items and are not to be accepted by the listener as legal, investment, insurance, or tax advice. Opinions and views will be expressed by guests of the Advisors Roundtable and those opinions and views are those of the guests alone and do not necessarily reflect the views of the Advisors Roundtable host or any of its affiliated radio stations. All information provided is educational in nature and is not intended to be acted upon without first consulting the appropriately licensed professional of your choosing. Before acting upon any information obtained during an Advisors Roundtable broadcast, an individual should understand matters are extremely tax-specific and require advice tailored to individual facts and needs. Certified financial planners Greg Cooley and Andrew Labus are registered representatives of S.A. Stone Wealth Management Incorporated. Securities offered through S.A. Stone Wealth Management Incorporated, member FINRA, SIPC. Advisory services offered through Ignite Planners, LLC. Ignite Planners, 
Partners, LLC, is not affiliated with S.A. Stone Wealth Management, Incorporated. Mm-hmm.